Today's date is January 27th, 2023, and this is episode six. Surprise! Get that coat out of my face! Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Now Jesus went to the desert 40 nights and 40 days. When he got tired and hungry, to his father he would pray. But the devil came to Jesus, said, if you want to be fed, why don't you turn these big old worthless stones to bread? Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Now Jesus went to the desert 40 nights and 40 days. When he got tired and hungry, to his father he would pray. But the devil came to Jesus, said, if you want to be fed, why don't you turn these big old worthless stones to bread? Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil came to Jesus, to the temple of Montauk. And he said, if you are the Son of God, jump off of this moving rock. For the scripture says that angels will slow your falling down. They'll gently put your feet back on the ground. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil, the devil gave to Jesus to a mountaintop to show All the cities and the nations and the kingdoms here below And the devil gave to Jesus, you can't have all that you see If you will just bow down and worship me Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, he 
said, don't tempt the Lord thy God. Hello and welcome to this is an official Godcast. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. My name is Ron Johnston, and I am here with Flightworks Mary and Burke. We have quite a night ahead of us here tonight, so please don't go anywhere. Giving us testimony tonight is from the Kilted Christian McGregor. Let's go ahead and say hello to everyone here tonight. Flightworks Mary, hello. How are you tonight? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? So far, so good. Yeah, no complaints. Yeah. It's good to have be it. It's Friday. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday, yes. as they say. Yes. And Burke, how's it going, buddy, man? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. We're all good. How are you doing today, Mike? I, and I haven't seen you all day today. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, Mike and I actually went opposite directions. I went east and he went west. Oh, so you really didn't see each other. No, we didn't see each other all day today. Still haven't seen each other. We'll see each yeah. other at church on Sunday. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are both with me. So blessed that you're joining me. And uh, let's go ahead and say hello to our special guest. Such a treat. Duncan McGregor. What's going on, my friend? Woo-hoo. Nothing much, man. It's great to be here. How are y'all today? Yeah, we're doing, doing great. great. Yeah. Excited you're here. I'm excited to be here, too. I, I found out today that I'm going to have to go to bifocals, man. Just another oh, another man. admission of getting older. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I remember those days better than a walker <laughs> yeah I, i've had to use one of those once or twice <laughs> right right i remember that you blew your back out and you were in a walker for a little while yeah i was um i was using fortunately my mother had one because she broke her back so we had that here but i had to admit that i can no longer play hockey and uh kept on hurt my back ended up on the walker and now i'm having to reevaluate life again yeah getting old is tough yeah. So, uh, Duncan, you're our special guest tonight. You have a podcast on Podbean. Can you tell the listeners about that for those who don't know? Yes, uh, my show is called Kilted Christian. Um, I had been I'd done another podcast a while back called Patriot Transition Voice, and um, Scott and I had been talking for a while, and he was like, "Listen, you need to get on a podcast and try AudioCast." And uh, I my show was all politics last time, and when I started Kilted Christian, um, I've really gotten um, closer to God and religion, I was like, you know what? This show needs to be a lot more God and less politics. So I do a little bit of both. And then we designate, obviously, Saturday and Sunday to mine and Jeff's show, which is called Brothers in a Bible, which is just all scriptural. Yeah, we love that show a lot. It's on my hit list. Yeah. One of my favorites. Uh, Great show. Yeah, for sure. Anytime to hang out with Jeff and, and learn, man. He, I, I'm not joking when I call him my pocket Bible. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He is a good pocket Bible for sure. So Duncan, you're going to be giving your testimony tonight and we're going to get there. But first, let's talk about salvation. Would you like to make a profession of faith? Would you like to show everyone just how easy salvation is? I absolutely would. And just to let everybody know, um, I've done this myself personally, just by myself, accepting God to salvation. But there's some people that are close to me um, that I want to do this publicly so that I can send this link to them and show them that I'm not just a talker, I'm a doer. That's beautiful. 
Thank you. We can all appreciate that. So let's do this together. Duncan, do you understand that? And do you believe that you are a sinner? Oh, I know I'm a sinner. And are you repentant of these sins? Because you, you, you must have a change of heart to become born again. Yes. I, uh, I have repented for my sins and I repent daily because, you know, I, I, as good as we want to be, we still make mistakes. We still get caught up in the grind of this world. Um, so it's an ever, it's an ever going process. And the one thing that I can promise all of you is that I will be better tomorrow than I am today. And then the next day and the next day and the next day. Yes. So Duncan, if, if you believe Profess it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. Jesus is my Lord and God certainly raised him from the dead. And do you truly believe these things in your heart? I believe this with all of my heart. And it's that easy. Duncan, you are a child of God. I, I thank you. You know, I think, you know, we're so hard on ourselves. And the one thing that I've realized is that we're harder on ourselves the closer we get to God, which means That's that we're recognizing true. our faults. Very true. Very true. Thank you, Duncan. Uh, so you're going to get to your, your, your testimony here just shortly. Um, and Mike's going to lead us in prayer. But before we do that, I'd like to make just a couple announcements. Uh, we have another big night coming up next Friday, 7 p.m., February 3rd. And we're going to have another podcast host, the Con Lee from the Con Lee podcast. And awesome. we're very excited about that. Con Lee always brings a party. He's a lot of fun. Uh, he's, he's, he's got great perspective. His podcast is also on current events and is also God-centered, which is a reason why he's going to be here tonight. So we're very excited about that. The week after that, February 10th, a very special night. Speaking on salvation, we're going to have Pastor Ethan Holmes here. And when we started this podcast, we, we, we said we'd never really, we weren't going to stray away from the usual format. We're going to talk about uh, testimonies and salvation. And, you know, technically we're really not going to stray from that. Uh, Pastor Holmes, he is going to give his testimony as well. And then he is going to speak on salvation. Now, this is pre-recorded. It's a pre-recorded interview that Burke and I did last week. Mary's listened to it. And, and I think she'll agree it. Uh, Mary, would you agree it's a very powerful message? Oh, yes, for sure. I think um, I think everybody here is really, really going to get a lot out of it. And um, and he's just he's a real genuine guy. I mean, it's it was really cool to listen to the, you know, the interview. So I think that everybody here is um, really going to enjoy it. And I think people will learn something. And so that's um, important, too. So. Yeah. So if, if you're not sure about salvation, you know, what it means to be saved, if you have questions, this is going to be a must listen to Godcast. This is also one that you're going to want to share with someone that you love that hasn't received Christ yet. So please, you won't be disappointed. February 10th, special night speaking on salvation, Pastor Ethan Holmes. Yeah, it'll be a good night. And uh, it's going to be a great night. So we've got very great nights coming up. We have um, great, we've got a great February. We've got a great March. We're booked all the way till April. People coming on to give their testimonies. We've got um, 
great names like Ezra Snow, uh, Sovereignty, Jenny Lee Downs, Wade Remington's going to be here. And then uh, Mary's got some guests coming out from the ranch, uh, Gwen Besser and Paulette Anderson. And, and these ladies had national news stories. One was on Good Morning America. One was on ABC News. And then um, we also have uh, the owner and founder of the ranch coming out yep. here to to uh, do his testimony as well. So we have just got incredible nights all the way out through today, through to April. So please join us every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. And with that, uh, Mike, if you could please lead us in prayer, and then we'll get into Duncan's testimony. Yeah, can't wait. I haven't heard Duncan's testimony yet, so I'm really excited about it. I'm, I never, I never actually went back and listened to the first episode of Guilty Christian, so I might do that after we listen to this one. But I'm excited for it. So. I, I tell you what, that was that was one of the ones that inspired me. And and uh, if, if you haven't heard it. Uh, after you hear this one, please go back and listen to Duncan. It's uh, this is episode one on Kilted Christian. You're going to enjoy that here too as well. All right, let's bow our heads. Father, once again, we come humble, humbly before you in pure awe of your greatness and mercy that you show to each and every one of us each day. We thank you for this platform to share openly our testimonies of all the great and um amazing things that you have done in our lives. How we once, Lord, were lost, wandering about in the wilderness until you mercifully and lovingly found us and brought us home. Thank you for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who through him all things are possible. Tonight, Lord, we specifically are asking for prayer for Duncan, our friend and our fellow brother in Christ, as he shares what you and you only have accomplished in his life. May it be honoring to you and lead others to you as well. We also pray, Lord, if anyone here listening tonight or if they're listening later of the recording that does not have a personal relationship with you, that tonight would be the night that you break into their lives and flip their world upside down and and that they would make the most decision of their life, the most important decision of their life, to trust Jesus Christ as their Savior. May you receive all the glory. Amen. 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 Thank you, Michael. That was beautiful. Yes, it was. Thank you, Mike. Uh, yes, so uh, Duncan, uh, go ahead. The night is yours. The mic is yours. All right. Well... So when I was younger, when I was a kid, um, I grew up in a, a Scottish Protestant family. So we did attend church, but it was more out of an obligation. So my family wasn't one to talk about God um, outside of church, except for maybe on Christmas or something like that. Um, I was one of those kids, you know, I wasn't engaged when I went to church. I was drawing on the little um, pamphlet with my pencil, like most kids do, just completely not paying attention. Um, and then eventually, when my parents ended up um, having some issues and splitting up, um, we no longer went to church ever again as a family. Um, I had a problem for years and years becoming a Christian only because, you know, whenever I would um, try to go to a church, um, I felt judged by the people that were actually in the church. And that was ultimately what held me back. Now, that being said, I've always believed in God. So regardless of, you know, how I felt specifically 
about being judged by Christians. I still believed in God. I still believed in Jesus. So um, as life went on, there was multiple occasions where I just got kind of inspired just out of nowhere to go to a church. And the first church that I really just kind of felt God for real was when I went to an all black church um, in this little community that I lived in. And keep in mind, I'm not just a, a really, really white guy, but I'm a kilt wearing white guy. Walked into this church um, of all black um, congregation and was accepted immediately. Like they moved over, they gave me a seat next to them. Um, and they made me feel really comfortable being there with them, not judge whatsoever. Um, I saw the dancing and the spirit, like I actually felt the spirit of God for the first time. So that was kind of what really started to engage me a little bit um, into what, what I would call organized religion. So over, over the years, um, you know, I've studied theology. I've always been interested in theology and I study a lot of uh, the polytheistic and old monotheistic religions, especially those of old Scotland, Ireland, and stuff like that. So I can tell you probably as much about that than I can about Christianity. Um, that being said is I never practiced paganism. I studied it. I learned all about it. Never once practiced, never did any spells or anything like that, mainly because um, since they were polytheistic, um, I still at that time, and I still even more today, believed in a monotheistic God, one God, and then Jesus Christ who came to this earth um, to give us our salvation. So I had kind of a rough life. Um, when my parents split up, uh, you know, sadly, my mother went into a really deep depression, um, like really, really bad. So bad that I can walk into a house and smell depression today. Um, I just got used to the smell of tears and sadness. And I ended up kind of kind of becoming a patriarch at that point and had to not only help my mother, um, who was extremely suicidal, but had to help raise my, my two sisters. So I had a twin sister and a younger sister who I had to kind of step up. And while my dad was off playing, um, my mother was in her depression and never left her house. I was kind of became the father. So I lost my childhood other than surfing, which was kind of my, my way away from things. So it got to the point where I ended up, um, you know, most of my friends were part of the rave scene, the gothic and industrial scene. And sadly, with that scene comes a lot of drugs and alcohol use. And I was never a really big drinker because I was always an artist and I could never do art and drink, although I did drink a little bit at the time. But um, I was doing a lot of scripts. And one of the scripts that I was working on was about a kid who went through drug problems ended up coming out of it through circumstance and God intervening in his life. But um, I wanted to know what these drugs were like so that I could write about them and made the mistake of thinking that heroin was one of those things that you can do one time yeah. and not the case. It is so very addictive. Um, I didn't understand the difference between a mental addiction and a physical addiction until that time. So um, I did drugs for a while. I got caught into that for um, in heroin for about a year and a half, maybe a little bit more. And my life was going downhill. There was some drug dealers that came onto this island that I lived on and they were selling acid to a lot of the kids that were there. And at this time, you know, I was out of school, um, but I was watching a lot of these like 14, 15 year old kids get really addicted to acid um, and ended up setting up a sting 
to help these guys, the, the police catch these guys so they could pull them off the street. And I was obviously a little bit nervous for my life at that point because, you, you know, you don't know what drug dealers are going to do if you've betrayed them or became a rat. And basically I did that, but I felt it was for the greater good because this island wasn't very big. And I literally watched it just go on a downhill slide with, with drug abuse. Um, so one day um, I was walking with my buddy. We were heading to work. Um, we were walking down the beach and this was a very open beach. So if you've ever been down to a Florida beach, they're very open. Um, and this guy walked up to us and he was a black man. He was wearing this like three piece powder blue suit. I'll never forget it. And he came up to me and he put his arm um, around me, put his hand on my shoulder and was like, you're going to be leaving tomorrow because you don't know where you're going yet. You don't know why you're going yet, but you'll know where you're going by tomorrow and you'll know why you're there when you get there. Wow. And I was like, you know, you know, just kind of a weird thing. You know, my first thought was, you know, a homeless drug addict or something, you know, what a weird thing. So my buddy and I, so he ended up, you know, say bidding us a good day, um, took off the other direction. And my buddy and I took maybe five steps forward and we both turned around and he was gone. And, and that's why I stressed the fact that it was an open beach. There was no way that this guy could have disappeared. So at that point, you know, we kind of joked and was like, hey, this is an angel, ha, ha, ha. Um, ended up going to work, um, ran into an old friend of mine who told me about this place um, called Block Island, Rhode Island. And then, um, so I started really thinking about it. I was like, huh, well, that's interesting. That sounds like a really cool place. You can go surfing there. So that night, I went down to the beach to pray for the first time in a really long time. And when I got to the beach, I was on the boardwalk and this is probably maybe nine o'clock at night. And I ran into this guy that I had never seen before. And he was like, yeah, I just came from uh, Rhode Island and I just moved down here today. And I'm like, weird, because I was actually thinking from the place. <laughs> so once again, I'm like, okay, there's my sign. And keep in mind that I had just prayed for the first time in a long time. So I was very open to like, okay, this was a sign. And then at that point, I thought back to earlier in the day, I'm like, okay, that was definitely an angel. I've got no question about that today. So the next day, um, or that night, I ended up uh, packing up just a backpack um, and my surfboard, um, talked to my friends, got uh, set up to where I could get a ride to the train station. And I hopped on a train and went up to Rhode Island. So my train took me into a Providence. So my expectation was I'm going to go to this island and surf. Um, I got off the train and right in front of me, you know, the little um, pillars that hold the roof up um, in a train station, there was a little piece of paper on that pillar and it was to a drug rehabilitation center in Providence. That was probably like five miles down the road from where the train station was. Oh, wow. So, so I, I took one of the little phone numbers, um, you know, how they little, they little cut phone numbers. So I took the phone number um, I ended up uh, finding out where this place was because this is still back when most people didn't have cell phones and there were uh, phone books everywhere with the, the pay phones. So I found out where this was, ended up getting a ride, but it was um, really, really late at night and I couldn't get all the way to where I needed to. So I threw up, um, I pull out my backpack, um, put my sleeping bag on the ground. I ended up sleeping outside. And then the next day when I woke up, I started um, walking to get the rest of the way to this facility. 
and a car um, pulled over, which is really weird. If you guys ever lived in the Northeast for someone to pull over and offer you a ride, it's very strange. Told them where I needed to go. They ended up giving me a ride to this facility. So I, that was the set forth to me cleaning myself up. So I was there for, um, I was going to be there for three months, ended up staying there for five months. And then um, when I was ready, I, I was ready to leave um, during that time because my rehabilitation was up in, in three months and I could have opted to leave at that point. But I stayed and I helped other people that were coming in there for the first time with drug addiction just to give my testimony, to be like, look, this was me when I came in here months ago. This is me today, just to show them that there was hope. Ended up helping some of these uh, people do a little bit of counseling, kind of talking to them. And when I was ready to leave, I went and was like, okay, guys, um, I'm going to be heading out to this island called Block Island. Um, how can I get a bill or something so when I get a job, I can start paying you back, you know, for the facility um, and the rehabilitation. And the doctor's like, listen, you have done so much for us over these last couple of months that you stayed extra. They're like, we're not going to charge you. So... I was like, yeah, I was kind of like, wow, you know, because I, I thought that I was like, you know, $10,000 in debt or something at that point. But I'm one of those people that pays my right. debt. So ended up going to this island. Um, at this point, you know, I was like, OK, well, hey, I'll be great on an island. There's not going to be any drugs there. So this will be a great place to further my rehabilitation. Little did I know is that during the summertime, this island is full of college kids that come in to make money for the rest of the year. So the island, which has like maybe 500 people during the wintertime, has upwards of 10 to 20,000 people during the summertime every day, not to mention the people that work there. So obviously being a lot of college kids, there was a lot of alcohol um, going on, a lot of different drugs, um, and heroin was one of the biggest problems up in Rhode Island, and I had no idea. So now... Um, every single day, every single night. Um, but instead of falling into my old habits, I utilized that time to help some of those other kids that were addicted to it um, find the courage to put themselves in the rehab. So God had sent me to this island to do work. Yeah. And I didn't realize that at the time. Um, right. So I ended up getting closer and closer and closer to God as I was on that island. Um, I got past you know, my addictions. I started, you know, surfing during the day, mountain biking during the day, just to, you know, to focus with exercise. Um, and at nighttime, while everybody was out at the pubs drinking, I was at home either writing a script, painting, or doing something creative. Um, so as the time went on, um, I ended up uh, leaving that island. Um, I had dated, uh, you know, and I didn't really date at all much during this time, but then I started dating this girl um, when I got back into Florida and we were together for years and years and years. Um, I ended up, uh, ended up going, or actually before that, I ended up um, going to film school because I was like, okay, I'm going to go to film school. So I started off in New York, but being someone that was raised in like small areas in Scotland and then coming here to the States and living in the South in very small areas, um, it was horrific to me living in New York where, you know, there's no stars, the people aren't as friendly, you know, com completely different than what I was used to. So I ended up um, looking at other colleges 
and I went to go to check out this college in Michigan called Grand Valley State University. Well, my mother lived in um, Michigan, like right in that area. She lived in a place called uh, Spring Lake, which is not too far from Grand Rapids. And I hadn't seen my mother in a long, long time. So, you know, on the plane, you know, I was praying to God. I was like, God, am I doing the right thing? Um, am I supposed to be heading here? I wish that I had more confidence in, in the move that I was making. So as I was getting up to leave the airplane, the guy who had been sitting next to me the whole time, he was writing a letter. And I, I thought it was to his kid because I, I thought it said, dear son, but it actually said, dear sir. And in this letter that he handed to me, when I got off the plane, I sat down and read it. And it said, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but God wanted me to let you know that you're doing exactly where you're, what you're supposed to be doing, that this is part of the next step of your life. Wow. So, so that's the second time, right? Second time. Exactly. Wow. So um, at that point, I ended up going, talking, you know, we with my mother, um, our relationship kind of got built back instantaneously because the reason she moved to Michigan was I had encouraged her to get away from the island that we were living on because she was so depressed she needed to get away from my father. So, but the, that being said, you know, being at my age and so forth, I just wasn't flying up to see her. So there was so many years, but we built that relationship back easily. Um, I ended up getting accepted into this college and they accept uh, like 30 people into their film program a year. So I was like, okay, perfect. So I ended up um, going and, and doing my college up in Michigan, got my degree in film, wasn't sure where I was going to do. So I ended up going back down to Florida. So in Florida, um, I was in uh, a bookstore, just kind of looking through the, the, the spiritual books of Christianity and so forth. And this lady walks up to me and she put her arm on my shoulder and said, you're looking for this book and you're looking for this book. And uh, one of the book was um, the teachings of Jesus and healing. And the other book was about angels. Oh. So I was like, okay, this is crazy. This lady <laughs> didn't know me from anybody. And uh, and now here I am. She's like leading me to these, these books, which ended up being inspirations to some of the scripts that I ended up working on. So at this point, I ended up starting, I dated this girl for a while. Um, I was dating her when I ended up moving over to Texas and she was still in Florida. And she came over to Texas to visit me and ended up dying on the way home, um, got hit by a semi-truck. So oh, wow. I was oh. torn up and I felt responsible because she was there visiting me. Um, I was in a deep depression and ended up purchasing heroin for the first time in many, many, many years. And I sat with that little bag of heroin in my hand and I didn't use it. I had it for hours and I didn't touch it. And then finally, God was like, you know, you don't need that, right? You're going to get through this. Just lean on me. And I was like, you know what, Father, you're right. And I literally dumped that heroin in the toilet and flushed it. That was the best $65 I've ever spent my entire life because I knew at that moment I was no longer an addict. Amen. Amen. So, um, so years and years went by, you know, I'm here at this point. Um, I got a job working for the Dallas Stars and the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I thought that I was going in to be a filmmaker, but I was like, okay, you know what? This is great. This is a job in broadcasting. This allows me to do camera work and so forth. Um, and when I got hired, my boss didn't look at my age. He um, read my resume and and looked at me and he thought that I was a whole lot younger than, than um, I was 
claiming to be. He's like, there's no way he can have all this experience. But he hired me because I was the first there. Um, you know what I'm saying? When he asked me questions, I knew what I was talking about. I understood hockey. So he hired me at the lowest position, which was a utility. Basically, the guy that just sets everything up. And if anybody needs anything during a game, that was me. So I did that for about six months. And I he loved it because I was always on time. I worked. I was the last one to leave. I got everything set up. And then one day, he goes, Duncan, I, I owe you an apology. He goes, when you when we hired you, I thought you were um, exaggerating your resume. I thought you were younger than you were. And now I find out how old you are. He goes, so what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and I'm going to promote you to video engineer, which is the second highest position that they had because I had proven myself at that point. And um, wow. yes, yeah, so, and wow. then he ended up giving me back pay for the entire year before that. <laughs> Of, That's awesome. Of what they owed me. Yeah. So um, everything was was awesome at that point. You know, I was kind of getting my life back together. I had a, a sense of confidence again because I was doing something that I felt good about. At that point, I was directing games. I was making their advertisements. I was doing their intro videos, all the graphics and everything in both the, the Spurs and the uh, Stars and their both of their minor league teams. So, um, you know, what happened is I ended up accidentally loading – one of my patriotic videos onto my resume page. And I ended up getting fired from both jobs within two weeks because of my political views. Mm -hmm. And I was so heartbroken because I'm like, I cannot believe I just lost my career because of my political opinion it made no sense to me. Um, but then God ended up uh, saying, listen, you've got time on your hands. Um, why don't you focus on this? So he kind of, got me into doing my original show, my very first one, which was, uh, which was um, Fortnite Patriots. And then I ended up moving into the Payne's Angels videos. So at that time, when I started doing Patriot Transition Voices, when I came across um, Jeff, I came across um, Livin. Um, and, you know, we ended up becoming like, Jeff and I became brothers instantaneously. I mean, instantly. Um, and he ended up being like such a valuable influence in my life because, you know, now I have someone that I can trust and have confidence in that doesn't judge me, that I can ask questions that I didn't understand about scripture. And he's so well read that if he didn't have the answer, he would find it for me. And God, yes, Jeff, I give it to you. It was not you, it's God, but God, I, I give thanks to both of you nonetheless. And then um, Livin and I started getting closer and closer and closer and um, Livin was the first girl that was in my life in nine years. No, no dating, no nothing. And um, we ended up getting really, really close. And now we have been a couple for three years. And the, the, main, the, the main focus, the pillar in our relationship is God. And I hadn't had that before in my life with someone that I dated. So... That's like the big thing between Livin and I is our relationship with God. And then the fact is, you know, down here when I'm like, yes, I take care of my mother, people are like, oh, you mean you live with your mom? You know, we get a lot of snobby people that look down upon that. Um, Livin wasn't like that. As a matter of fact, she found it to be endearing and ends up loving my mother as much as she could love her own mother. Um, her mother passed away. So my mother is kind of, you know, is her mom now. And my mother loves her as much. Oh, so awesome. then, so I realized, you know, there's a point where you think that you're losing things in your life. 
And that's not the case. God removes things from your life to give you what you need. And in this case, um, all the friends that I lost, which weren't very good friends, they weren't godly friends. They weren't, you know, friends, obviously, to support me through thick and thin. They turned their backs on me because of politics. But what happened is God replaced me with valuable friends, loyal friends, godly friends. Um, and then my family just got built back up all over again of um, Bards Nation, all of you guys, the people that hang out in our chat every single night. We've become a gigantic family. And I realized, like, God wasn't removing something from my life. He was adding things to my life. Um, and then the Payne's Angels videos and then the new show, Kilted Christian, is just my way of having the best boss ever, which is God. So I'm, I'm doing his work. The other jobs that I had, um, I loved, but it was more of an ego thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, who doesn't love to tell, hey, I work for these professional sports teams. I, when I see 20,000 people get up on their feet when I do an intro video, it was all about the ego. But God was like, you want to feel really good about yourself? Try doing my work. Yeah. So the Pains Angels videos um, started off um, very political because I wanted to wake people up to the tyranny that's happening in our world. Um, but the more I got into politics and the Q and the, all this other stuff, the closer I got to God, to the point where one day I woke up and said, from here on out, Pains Angels videos are going to be Christian videos. And so if you go back and look at my progression of Pain's Angels videos, the majority of my videos, um, of my last videos are all Christian-based, motivational, trying to bring people to scripture and then inform of, of the harder topics like child trafficking and things that God needs us to expose. And all it did was taking this stubborn guy to sit down, trust in God 100% and listen. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one thing, and I was always, I was so embarrassed and I, I'll be open with you guys. I was so embarrassed talking about the mistakes that I've made in my life because they were mistakes, especially when I got closer to God, I was so embarrassed, like, oh my goodness, how could I have done what I've done in my life? And, and I want to push this out too, is that I was, I was always self-destructive. I was never outwardly destructive. So my sins, even then, were self-harmful. They weren't harmful to other people. Um, you know, but a sin is still a sin. And, you know, so I got to understanding and learning that. And then I realized that everything that I learned and went through in my entire life before were tools that I could use to help wake other people up. And it's something that I shouldn't be ashamed of, but I should talk about because I'm not the only one going through this. Many other people are experiencing very similar circumstances in their life. And sometimes all they need to do is see someone or hear someone that has been there and gotten out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So true. Awesome, Duncan. Thank you. Oh, yeah. That, my pleasure. And, you know, I will never, ever be ashamed to tell anybody any of this stuff again. Even even the, the studies that I did, you know, with um, paganism, Wicca and all that other stuff, um, ended up being something valuable to me in the future because evil works. I understand what spells are. I understand how real that stuff is. But I also understand that there's nothing stronger, more powerful than our Lord Almighty. So they can do their witchcraft all day long. God can put a halt to it instantaneously. But I understand my enemy now. Yeah, that's so important to understand your enemy, to know your 
know the battle you're in. And I'm too, I had an experience where I didn't know about how to battle the enemy in the spiritual sense. And I always go back to First uh, John 4, 4, which is um, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Yes. And so that sounds like what you have, you know, God has guided you along to learn too. So exactly. And like I said on my show the other night, the only thing I will ever OD on is God. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great thing to OD on for sure. Yeah. I can relate to a lot of your wow. story. And, 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 and one of the things is um, forgiveness. You know, it's, it's hard to forgive others, but it's, it's sometimes hard really to forgive yourself. It's it's often harder to forgive yourself than it is to forgive yeah. others. Well, I'm just amazed at how God has been chasing you <laughs> all this time. And now, that, you know, he's he's put things in front of you that are like, hey, I'm I see you mm -hmm. and I want yeah. you. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And how can you argue God's existence? when he was working in my life as a hardcore sinner that didn't know him. He knew me, he was working in my life, he was guiding me along, he was sending me angels, and it's like that with everybody. Yeah. You can't yeah. deny that. God loved you so much that even when you were the worst you have ever been in your life, he still had patience with you and he was still working on you. I appreciate that you heard him calling you and you just, said here i am lord I, that was pretty encouraging you didn't quench the spirit yeah and like like i said at this point um my life is donated to him and and we've discussed this too you know god asked us to accept him into our heart for salvation he has asked us to repent for our sins um those are the things that need to be done the other things we choose to do he asked that we spread the gospel to talk about him to you know help bring people to him like that's our decision and when you love somebody enough you want to please them you know so i don't do what i do now to get into heaven i do it because i love god and i want other people to feel what i've found what what ron's found what burke's found what Flightworks found what all of you guys have because you know your stories are so impactful you can see the love that you have for jesus and that's important because you know as i've learned over the years talk is cheap it's the fruits that you bear. And all of you are great examples of bearing God's fruits. I'm glad you brought that up. So it's not fate or it's not works that get you into heaven. It's nothing that you can do, but it's a, but we have, our faith is a working faith. Yes. And, and a lot of people get that confused. They, they think, oh, well, I'm a pretty good person. I think if I just do this, I'll get in there. You know, if my, if my good deeds outweigh my bad deeds, I'm going to get to go to heaven. That's not how it works. It's nothing that you can do. It's all what he done for you. So um, thanks for bringing that up because there's a lot of confusion in that. Yeah, and I was confused. Um, matter of fact, that was one thing that Jeff and I talked for a while, and he explained it to me finally. He was like, no, the deeds that you do are good to do, but that's not what gets you into heaven. You do those because you love Father, because you want to make him happy, because you're doing something better than yourself. You know, but asking God into your heart, repenting, God paid his our debt in full two thousand plus years ago. Amen. Amen. Yeah, amen. Awesome. Awesome testimony, Duncan. Thank you so much for sharing with us tonight. 
uh, thank you for allowing uh, allow me to to tell it. You know, because it's funny. Like every time you you give a testimony, it's like you become lighter and lighter. It's 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 like the weight that was on you your life is just floating away. Yeah, that's something. The more you talk about it, the easier it gets. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, forgiveness all over again. It's definitely freeing. It's like um, confessing your sin and repenting of it. It's freeing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that's how God has designed it so that we will share the message, you know, what he's done in our life. And uh, I'm just so pleased that you have come on to share your story with God tonight. And what a remarkable way that God has just, he's just chased you, Duncan, and you have responded and you have, you've just stepped right into a mission for him. And even before I, one thing I noticed, even before, um, you had got to that point, you still had, you know, God had a, created a heart in you that cared for other people and wanting to help others, you know? So that's pretty awesome too. Yeah. I've, I've the one thing is I've always like my, I got my father's brain. I got my father's sense of humor, very dry, but I got my mother's like unwavering compassion and commitment to God. Yeah. We, we noticed that. That's awesome. You know, my problem, and I think, you know, and I've always promised when I did my first show, I promised everybody complete openness. I'm going to be transparent if, you know, because part of it, I feel like, you know, podcasts, we have a, a responsibility. And one of those things is showing our vulnerable side because you know, it's like when people watch Scott as a great example, you know, it's like, he's got everything together. He's so strong. He's so strong in his faith, but even he has days of weakness. And, you know, I think it's important to us to let them know, Hey, we go to the same things because then everybody's like, Oh, you know, it just makes them feel, gives them a little bit more hope and understanding. And so I've always done that since day one is, uh, been completely transparent about everything that takes place in my life, including, my impatience, which I'm working on with God every day, because um, you guys know, I've said it on my show a million times, what's happening in the world. I'm ready to go full on David. I'm ready to start throwing rocks. Yeah. Yes. So, so I have to pray and, and talk to friends and family just to get them to calm me down some days. And, and it's not that I want to fight through hate. It's, it's just hard watching all the chaos of destruction, what's going on with our children being indoctrinated, the trafficking and stuff like that. And, you know, it's hard to sit on your hands sometimes, especially being a full blood Scott. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, we can understand that. We got a couple of them here on the panel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can relate to that. In fact, our families fought with each other hundreds of years ago. Our, our two clans. Uh, yes. That's hilarious. It's, it's amazing, you know, when you, when you look at it, um, you know, the separation between us isn't that far. Like our families at one time stood face yeah. to face with each other, you know, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And then here we are connected generations later, battling the <laughs> ultimate battle yeah. for God. <laughs> We're still on the battlefield. We, we will never be off the battlefield. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Wow, God sure paints a big canvas. He does, and it's just amazing. It's a perfectly written script. Like, yeah. 
what God knew, you know, it just amazes me. All that, you know, where I am today and where you are today, imagine that God knew where you would be today before you were put in your mother's yeah, womb. Yeah. Talk about patience. He's got the patience. Let's talk about patience. <laughs> no lie. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I know this testimony is going to help somebody out there. Um, we, we've gotten so much feedback already from listeners, uh, people that have heard the recordings, the people that have heard them live. Um, I've, I've had people contact me about my testimony. I, I know Mary has, and so is Mike. And, and uh, even uh, the other episodes, Boilerman and MSM, everyone has oh, yeah. got in touch with us and just thanked us for the encouragement. And you have no idea how much that encourages us as well. Uh, we greatly appreciate that, but we know these stories are helping people, even for those that are already saved. You know, we, we do go through lulls in our life just so just to hear uh, positive stories like this, it's, it is really encouraging. And thank you so much, uh, Duncan. I know this will uplift somebody that listens either now or tomorrow. This will uplift somebody for sure. Absolutely. So thank you again so much. And uh, I want to get into salvation again, like we always do on our show and uh, just a reminder, it, it is so important that you understand and realize that you are a sinner and be repentant of your sins. And uh, you also have to uh, confess that Jesus is Lord, that he died on the cross and that God raised him from the dead. I would like to read, if I can, Romans 10, 9. And right now I've opened up the call-in feature. So if anyone would like to call in and receive Christ as their Savior tonight, they can do so now. Um, but if I can, let me read Romans 10, 9. And that says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And uh, if, if, if you don't call in tonight and you're listening to this as a recording, you can find that, of course, in the Bible, uh, Romans 10, 9. You can also find that on our Telegram page. At, this is an official Godcast Testimonies and Salvation page. You can find that in print form. And also our prayer of surrender, if I can. It's been a little while, so I would like to read that as well. Um, but please, if you would like to receive Christ, please call in right now. Do that now. Don't hesitate. Go ahead and we will help you along with that. We have uh, um, a verse that you can repeat and become safe tonight. So please let me read this prayer of surrender. Uh, Dear God, I come before you today with a humble heart and surrender my life to you. I believe that Jesus Christ was born free of sin, died on the cross as a payment for my own sin, and rose three days later. I believe in your gift of salvation and eternal life of salvation because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. God, today I repent and turn from my old way of life. Today I ask for new life through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for forgiving me and making me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And again, you can find that on our Telegram page. Okay, we don't have any callers right now. Um, I do notice that there are a couple more people in now that missed uh, announcements earlier. So if I can, let me go over announcements one more time just for the people that are joining us next week, February 3rd, Friday, 7 p.m. We're going to have the Con Lee. And a uh, week after that, February 10th, Friday, 7 p.m., we're going to have a very...
If you're, again, not sure about salvation, what it means to be saved, if you have questions, that's the Godcast that you want to tune into. Um, it's not going to be a usual thing that we stray away from testimonies and salvation. So that is definitely a very special night. Pastor Ethan Holmes, he is, uh, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, he's a graduate from Bob James University. Bob Jones, yes. Bob Jones University, sorry, Bob Jones, I misspoke. And, um, and he's going to be here. February 10th. Uh, you do not want to miss that. So please yeah, uh, remember, uh, let's, let us not forget that we're here for one reason, one reason only, and that is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior. So if there is that special someone in your life that you love that does not know God, please share this with them. Um, as I said before, worst case scenario, it might just be a seed that's planted. Best case scenario, they could get saved, and that's what we always want. So please share this with somebody you love that doesn't know God. Share this with somebody that you love. And um, Mary, I'm going to turn the mic over to you. You can close us out in prayer uh, for anyone that had any prayer requests during the show. Okay. I didn't see anything come through on the chat. Um, I tried to watch a little bit, but um, I'm kind of looking now. So if anybody has anything that I missed, just um, go ahead and chat that out and I'll try to work attention a lot of times I kind of get lost in the in the prayer though so um so first of all thank you father thank you for this time we've had together it's it's just amazing and I I am so honored so honored that you have just raised this up so that you can tell your stories you know I mean that's all about what it's all about is sharing you lord and and people hearing that message and wanting you so we just give you all the glory first of all lord with everything and lord i just i thank you for duncan and uh what an amazing man <laughs> you have just uh really chased after him like i've said a couple times here tonight lord that has struck me how you have just moved and chased him and just really made it known that you wanted him and i want that for everybody lord that they'll see that because you want everybody and so lord i just pray that um that eyes and ears will be opened to uh to your message and and that people will feel seen by you and they'll feel wanted by you because they are so thank you for duncan thank you that you have uh allowed him to come on tonight and share this story and we just all think of him so dearly and we just love him to pieces and so thank you for um just the way that you have even just in the way you've worked in his life that he can share a story so concise and beautiful it really was beautiful and so um thank you and i pray that where wherever that message lands be it tonight in this live chat be it tomorrow the next week the next in this big canvas that you have lord that it'll land in the heart of someone who will just realize how much they need you and how much they
and that they'll seek because it says, Lord, in your word that when we seek, we will find. So, Lord, I pray that people that don't know you will be given a seeking heart and a seeking mind. And also I pray for um, everyone in Duncan's family. I pray that they will all know you and love you and be in relationship with you. And I pray for his parents and their health issues right now. And I pray that, uh, Lord, that you'll come in with your healing hand upon them, that it will be no mistake who's in charge, because you are in charge. You are in control. And help Duncan and his family trust in you and trust in that. And make, make joyful days of these days they have with each other. So, and Lord, I want to lift up, I don't, I don't know if there's anyone who's experiencing any, anything, any challenges right now. I haven't um, seen anything fly through here, Lord, but, um, you know, you, you know, you know, you know whether I see that or not. So, Lord, I just lift that up and I pray in agreement with whatever hearts right now are seeking after you and calling out to you for any kind of challenge that they might have. And even just to praise you, you know, we want to praise you and we want to give you thanks. And so um, we do that above any of this. And so, and Lord, I also, it's not lost on me that this message may land on someone in the future. So I pray for that heart to be softened. Whoever you are right now, you have been chosen for this time. And you are here listening for a reason. And it's a divine appointment. And the Lord loves you. I lift all this up in your name, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Yes, thank you very much, Mary. It was beautiful. Now I have smeared mascara. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's all part of the fun. I know, right? Well, thank you so much, everyone, for being here tonight. Special thanks, Duncan, to you. It was quite a pleasure. Um, um, I'm sure we'll have you on here again uh, as as a uh, co-host because every now and then we'll run short. So if you do us the honor, come back and join us uh, in the future. Be great. Oh, I would, I'd be honored to. And I, I thank you so much for, for bringing me on. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank everyone out here in the chat. I love you all <clears throat> dearly. Those of you that I've known for a little bit, those that I'm talking to recently, Douglas, MAGA-Q, DW Sprinklers, like the family's getting bigger and I appreciate, love you all. Nathan Mooney, all of those that I've talked to and then all the rest of you guys are amazing and thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It is an amazing family, isn't it? Yes, it is. And for anyone that's listening, if you would like to come and give your testimony here at this is an official Godcast, please send us out an email. Uh, get in touch with us on Telegram. You can email us at this is an official Godcast at gmail.com. And also, if there's anything else that we can do for you, please, we have an open line of communication through that through that Gmail. This is an official Godcast at gmail.com. You know, if you have questions about salvation or you need prayer or if there's anything else we can do for you, 
please get a hold of us. We're here for you. We love you. We're family. Uh, we want to lean on each other when we need each other. And um, I know that goes for Duncan as well. And uh, the others of his crew over at Kilted Christian, uh, Jeff and Conley and Livin. I know we're all here for you. Anything that we can do to help you. We love you guys. Yeah, we love you. And uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and close out. Thank you so much, um, Duncan. Uh, this one's for you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God Duncan. Bless. Thank you, God and God bless, bless you.
When I was young, you called my name I tried to run, but still you came And you stepped into the dark Cause that's just the kind of God you are When heaven seems beyond my reach you still see eternity in me You're turning ashes into art Cause that's just the kind of God you are It's in the empty tomb It's on the rugged cross Your death-defying love Is written in your scars You'll never quit on me the kind of God you are You gave me freedom from my sin You told me I could start again All I heard is dead and gone Now we're your daughters and your sons Amazing grace, how sweet the sound we once were lost, but now we're found Forever you hold us in your arms Cause that's just the kind of God you are Oh, it's in the empty tomb It's on the rugged cross Your death-defying love is written in your scars You'll never quit on me Hold my heart. 
I tried to run, but still you came And you stepped into the dark Cause that's just the kind of God you are If I told you my story, you would hear hope, they wouldn't let go. And if I told you my story, you would hear love, but never gave up. And if I told you my story,
my story This is my song Praising my Savior All the day long Line number one, you're supposed to have it all together And when they ask how you're doing, just smile and tell them, never better Line number two, everybody's life is perfect except yours so keep your messes and your wounds and your secrets safe with you behind closed doors. But truth be told, the truth is rarely told. I say I'm fine, yeah, I'm fine, oh, I'm fine, hey, I'm fine, but I'm not. I'm broken, and when it's out of control, I say it's under control, but it's No 
the truth be told. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. We will see you next week. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye.